0: Strava Craft Coffee is rich CBD-infused coffee that you can purchase in K-Cups if you're a Keurig type of person, or they also have whole bean or ground versions as well. You can purchase online and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20. CBD is non-psychoactive and can help you in tons of ways, whether it's to reduce migraines, decrease anxiety, arthritis, IBS, you name it. Strava is kind of just awesome as they say drink deeply live fully and have awesome fantasy trades that's that's basically how I look at it you can try it in and around Denver at a number of different shops and when you decide to buy just remember to use code DNVR20 to get 20% off and Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole a left by Cole this time tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. Here's- Suits and Scars! Nathan McKinnon! Call JT Comfort! 877 goes now! Gabriel Landescock! Collective Hugs! 29 and 92! Save me by Grubauer! Move over, Picasso! This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious! <laughs> Welcome into the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Davidson's has over a thousand different varieties of beer and are getting more almost every single day. You can Call in and ask them to order specific types of beer if you're looking for something and can't find it anywhere else. You can also do taste testings every weekend with them. Highly recommend you check them out. Download their app today. You can browse what they have in the comfort of your own home and even get your booze delivered. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's A.J. Hayfley. We are here to discuss a number of different trades sent in by the listeners, but as always seems to happen in these shows, something else has come up for a little bit of news before we dive into all of that. Pavel Francouz has officially signed an extension with the Colorado Avalanche. It is two years at $2 million per pretty straightforward high-end backup contract as far as I'm looking at it. AJ, it seems like this makes a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. As I said on on Twitter about this man, and this is just good, solid business. You know, this I've, I've kind of hedged my bets about this happening all year because I could totally understand Pavel Frenzo wanting to go into the market and maximize his opportunity. But him deciding to to pass that up makes perfect sense, honestly, and and is the kind of business we don't see enough of in pro sports today, in my opinion, where a guy is comfortable in a place uh, that gave him opportunity and has, or, you know, came out of the KHL, signed him, gave him opportunity, aggressively worked together. Uh, to to promote him and and move him up the ladder, you know, went into a season with uncertainty as an NHL player, and they went in with no hedging their bets. They went all in on him as their backup, and he rewarded them. And so instead of uh, instead of taking a solid a solid season that he has had and and transitioning it into free agency. And maybe trying to get uh, a starting goaltender offer from someone or a platoon job somewhere like Detroit. He just said, "I'm good. I'm good here. The it's two years at two million dollars gets finance some financial security. You know, doesn't have to worry about the you know seven hundred and fifty thousand or whatever. You know this this should set him up for a very comfortable life." And you know not not. it's i don't I don't know that it it's like never work again money, but certainly puts him into a certain position uh that you all- you don't often see for guys who are twenty nine year old rookies
0: well. And look, it's solid money as well and if he plays as he has so far through his career over the next 2 years, there's probably another contract after that whether it be from the Abs or someone else. Oh, absolutely. But even even before you get to that, I mean, this is the
1: fruits of the labor, right? All the work, all the the effort, all the time put into you know, honing his craft and and to 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 borrow a phrase that Teenagers like to yell at me on the internet these days. Getting good, getting good. I wish I could get good. Yeah, he got good, man, and he's he's been a very good backup for the Avalanche this year. This pays him as one of the better backups in the league. He's earned that. I think that he is is that that is perfectly acceptable. And the abs the abs get a guy that they're comfortable with. You know they. They they don't have to worry about trying to pinch pennies uh, at at the backup goaltender position, which is one of the most cost effective in the NHL, but they don't have to worry about it. They have a very good backup. Two of them. Uh, just You got two good goalies that will now make a little over $5 million next year. You're set. I mean, that's
0: it's golden. Yep. Certainly not too heavy on the pocketbook, to say the least, François. As much as I think we've talked about him not being a starter, he's certainly more than earned the backup position. So, yeah, and like, and,
1: and this ensures that he continues to get an opportunity to work towards potentially being a starter someday. You know, it's I'm not going to say it'll never happen for him. I just don't think he's there yet. And look, given. Philip Grubauer has one more year on his deal, so we're going to see this tandem. This means we'll see this tandem again next season, but Grubauer still has a lot of answering of questions of his own that he needs to get done.
0: Certainly. I I think he's a certain, uh, well, I would say probably a few steps ahead of Frantzos as it stands right now being the starter, but. You never know. Goalies are always voodoo. So having potentially two options is always a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, and this is just, this is just rock solid business, man. There's,
1: I, I, for the life of me, cannot come up with anything to be upset about this.
0: Well, on that note, let's get into what might be some not quite so rock solid business on some of these trades that we're going to dive in. (laughs) That is a. That is a hell of a transition, my friend. <laughs> um, let's just start right off the top. I don't know who's who sent these because AJ didn't send me your names, but Colorado receives Max Domi, and Montreal receives Sampo Ranta, either Tyson Jost or Vlad Kamenev. Colorado's 2021st with a conditional on making the third round of the playoffs and Max Domi signing even though it comes with a pre-signed extension for Max Domi. Um so essentially Colorado making the third round and then Colorado's 2021 third as well. Okay, so for this one we can cut out the extension stuff.
1: He is cool. he is an RFA, it does not matter. Like right. he's not going anywhere. This is not if he wants to play in the NHL and he's for the avs he's going to sign with the Avs. Yeah, exactly like i'm not the, the, that is not part of this conversation for me um so essentially the rest of this deal though i really like it because yeah. uh ranta ranta is solid i think i think the first is uh i think the first should probably just happen yeah, I, I think the first is locked in as well. And, and, then, and if you wanted a conditional one on them making the third round this year, make it be the third rounder. Sure. Um, but then, then they're, you know, Sampo Ranta is having a good year. He's a good prospect. Uh, and then they get they get their choice of NHL forward. You want Tyson Jost or Vlad Kamenev? Which guy do you want to give a bigger role to to see
0: what they can do? Perfectly comfortable giving either of them up as as their roster player there. Yep. Um I guess the question for me is given what we know about Montreal's defense, are they gonna be more interested in someone like a Hellison? Uh, they could
1: be. And like if if they wanted Timmins, then this is that's probably where you're like
0: That's getting steep, yeah.
1: Right. Where you're like, okay, we're probably gonna need like a second round pick coming back, you know, or one of the 8000 prospects that they have that are interesting. Um so I'm if they if they wanted a defenseman I would definitely be okay with uh putting Drew Helison into that deal somewhere as well. Sure. If if they need to, um that's that's fine. Um yeah. But I agree. I think the value feels pretty close here. It does. And Max Domi is a really good fit and uh you know, we've talked about him yesterday makes a lot of sense i think this is a rock solid i really like this proposal i'm with you we I, to... I would love domi as well so let's actually do the other uh domi deal uh, that's the yeah. last one that i sent so you. you just, just do just... the comparison for sure yeah just because there's two kind of two ways to approach this and i and i think they're both fair
0: yep so the other max domi deal is the abs get domi in a third for Ryan Graves, a first and Tyson Jost. Uh, the big difference here being the Abs are giving up two roster players. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, not really a prospect, I guess you could say. Jost certainly a little bit unproven mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But you're giving up less future value here, I guess. Because Jost, realistically, we've talked about it on the show before – he may have a breakout in his future, but it sure doesn't seem like it's going to be with the abs. Yeah, definitely. So if you're not looking at giving up the extra draft capital of a third round pick or a prospect like Ranta, this might be more up the the correct alley. And, and we know Montreal has shown interest in Ryan Graves.
1: So. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think this one was interesting because it, instead of giving up a grip of futures and dipping into that prospect pool and going that route, it's it's just Graves right off the top. It's Jost, and then it's the first-round pick. And then you get Domi, and then you get a third in return, which Colorado would then have no picks in rounds one or two, but two third-rounders, and that's not, like, great. You know, you're not like, oh, man, look at them go. The third round is where it's at this year. You know, it's not that. But it's it's not nothing. Yep. It's it's solid. Um Sampo Ranta is a third round pick. Yeah, exactly. So. Like you know, Eustace Annan. Yeah. Like they they've gotten some intriguing guys in the third round. I mean Bokaj last year. Yep. They've gotten some guys to feel good about in the third round as he ignores Steinberg. <laughs> um but well. no, the the and with Graves, like you're capitalizing on the value here. You're capitalizing on, hey, he has built up his trade value to the point where a team could be interested in something like this. And you're giving up a first, which is going to hurt, but you also know that you're not... You're you're kind of nibbling around the edges of your roster a little bit with Graves and Jost, and you're getting a very good Max Domi. Like, you're getting a very good forward yeah. that, hey... Maybe he's a seventy-point player. Maybe he's a forty-five-point player. Either way, that's better than what you got.
0: Right. You're you're getting a top six forward here. Right. Exactly. For a bottom six forward and a bottom four defenseman. Right. And it's funny
1: when you say bottom four because it's like that could be a second parent guy. Right. It just sort of depends on the team and how they want to use Graves and like it's maximizing it's it's maximizing Graves's value and. Yep. It would be okay. It would. It would. It would hurt because it hurts to the the idea of you found this guy. He's done everything he's that that's been asked of him, and then moving on. That one hurts. But it does. But it's also, you know, unfortunately, it's a business, and you know, Jost would have an opportunity in Montreal. To potentially figure it out first I just i this feels so right in the wheelhouse of reality for me that they can they can replace graves with the Timmons promotion today and I, potentially buy him down the
0: line as well exactly
1: so. and like will not be as good um right away will you know the Connor Timmons is not coming up tomorrow and replacing what Connor or, Uh, what what Ryan Graves is currently not no imagine like that, but it would, it, it, it would make them different. You know, I just, I I like to say a lot of times that you don't necessarily get better. You get different. It would make them a little bit different in this playoff run where you'd have to find somebody to play with McCarr, which is fine. You've got 20 games to do it. Um, and if and if Ryan Graves' ultimate value ends up being that Makar is is good next to him, like, m- then maybe Makar
0: isn't as good as we all think, you know? Right. It, based on the player that Makar is supposed to be, he should be good next to just about anyone. Right.
1: You should not have to worry about trading away Graves and that having the the a long term effect on Makar. It would have an, it would it would have an immediate effect certainly, but. With Domi being twenty four, I guy can help you down the line, and yeah. it, and, and you have a lock jam on defense that you are going to have to sort through eventually.
0: It's just reality, and you know at what point, assuming a healthy roster, because Domi can play center and wing, right? Uh, do you just outscore this? problem of not having Ryan Graves anymore right. <laughs> when you add a player like Domi
1: and and again, like not not to say that I'm in a hurry to see Graves uh, get dealt or anything because I'm certainly not, but you have an expansion draft question next year, and yep. Ryan Graves is going to be right in the middle of that for Seattle. And yeah. you know, to be honest with you, uh, with today's re-signing, Pavel Francouz might be as well. He but, very well, could be him. I mean, if I'm if I'm running Seattle, I would I would prefer Graves in a vacuum. I would prefer Graves over Francouz. But that's in a vacuum and not looking at all 31 teams. And you know, Francouz could very well end up being the best goalie available, and he ends up being taken. And that uh, just thinking about that actually annoys me. Um, <laughs> but then you know. The with Graves, if they take Graves, you just lose him for nothing. He's just you get gone. some value. I mean, you're losing someone no matter what. But. You are, but you know, if you can manage this, if you get different enough that you manage it, you get Graves, you upgrade in your top six, then you're talking about losing a Donskoy or a JT Confer out of your bottom six.
0: Here's, yeah, right. Here's the deal on the defense. One of Graves, Zodorov and Cole has to go, be it now or in the off season, to make room for Byram. It just has to happen. Yep. Everyone has their favorite that they want to keep that they want to get rid of. At a certain point, it stops being about the favorite and just being about which one makes the most sense to get the right player. And if it happens to be Graves for Domi, it happens to be Graves for Domi. Yep. So... I think that's where that one stands. Either way, I can drink to it, whether it's pouring one out for the defenseman lost or drinking one for getting Max Domi. So it's time to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. When we're talking trades like this, you know I got to tell you about the Colorado Avalanche Amber Ale. It is their go-to beer, one of their classics, and one I personally like quite a bit, I'm always a fan of Ambers, to be fair, so I enjoy it a lot. If you want something a little bit less classic beer, you can go with a Strawberry Sky with a lot of flavor there, or, you know, you can be the IPA type that likes that type of thing, the, the craft brew stuff with the Hop Peak. And you can find all of these beers and more when you go online and use the Breck Beer Locator. They'll tell you what stores have them in stock, where you can go to buy all of their stuff. Be sure to check that out and also, Also, Breckenridge event calendar on the DNVR. There's still time, if you're listening to this on Friday, to RSVP for our watch party on Saturday against the LA Kings, late night Saturday. You can go out and go to the bars and watch Avalanche and hang out with the DNVR fam all together at the same time. Get on it. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We've covered two Max Domi trades. We have one more trade that does deal with Montreal, and it looks pretty similar. Colorado trades Ryan Graves, Vlad Kamenev, and a first round pick to Montreal for Jonathan Druin and a 2021 second. That's. Very similar in value as mm-hmm. th- as far as that is concerned. Obviously, the, the droves of people that have been asking to reunite Mac and Druin, I'm sure love that trade. <laughs> Personally, Druin doesn't hold near as much value for the abs as, as Domi does, in my opinion. Uh, well, Domi's been the more consistent guy. Not only has he been more consistent, he does have that edge to his game as well. Right. And with with
1: Druin, you're talking about this, this is a guy that has had attitude problems follow him. Yeah. And that, I don't want to say it gives me pause because I do think that this is a locker room that he would show up in and they would be like, no. Sorry, dude, we have worked way too hard to rebuild this, to to, to build a culture that we care about, where we're just not going to put up with your bull. Uh, that I think he would have, he would, he they would, I think they would break him enough into fitting into what they want, that it would not be an issue, is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Um, But I do, I do, I mean, you, you do wonder about it, you know, how committed, uh, day in, day out. The big the if you didn't know anything about him, the biggest the biggest appeals of Druanne are his age and his contract. And and obviously that he profiles as the top six forward.
0: Right. Top six cost controlled for the next four years on a five point five million dollar deal. On the other side, a bit of injury proneness going on there, including a, a significant one this season. Yep. And realistically. 50 ish point player. He's not, you know, Domi might not actually be that 70 point guy, but he's reached the plateau, right? Druin has never really gone that high. 53 points is his career high. He has 120 goal
1: season under his belt. So we're not, we're not talking about a guy that's been dominant here. We're talking about a guy that's been solid. Like a, you know, not like a, like a, a classic playmaker, you know, that, and that was always his appeal as a prospect was that he he was an unbelievable facilitator for his linemates it was never it was never that he was going to score all the goals himself uh, but in colorado i mean honestly obviously there's the i'll oh, put him put him next to to mckinnon but if you have a, if you have a great playmaker and you have a really good shooter as your 2c like in like Nazam kadri Sorry, but that's where I would start. Just makes sense, right? Yeah it it does it does to me. That's where I would start. Yeah,
0: I would so, start with Duran.
1: Yeah, that's- yeah.
0: It, it, I mean, from that regard, it, it does make a lot more sense to getting Duran to start him away from McKinnon. But I I guess the question there becomes. First of all, how interested is Montreal in moving Drouin in the first place? Yeah, as, his, as much as Avs fans have tried to make it a thing, there hasn't really been that much about Drouin on the market. Um, we've talked about Domi. We've talked about Tatar mm-hmm. as, as names that have floated around more realistically. And, I mean, who knows? Sometimes Montreal does like to run the Quebecers out of Quebec. So, you never know. But... <laughs> But I I do wonder if it wouldn't take something extra to pry a druin out of there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean it makes you uh, makes you wonder, like just how their willingness to move druin is definitely uh, a big factor in this. Where we can sit here and say, "Oh, this looks like a fair deal all day," but if them
0: if, if Montreal just doesn't want to do it, then. Right. And remember, that cost controlled contract works for Montreal just like it does for anybody they'd be shipping him to. So, yeah, exactly. You I mean, even for a 50 point player, three more years
1: at 5.5 million is fine after this season. Like, you're just like, okay, great. You know, if it's too high, if it's too low, whatever. At least you can work around it. You know what it is,
0: unlike yeah. a Max Domi who would have
1: to be re signed. Yeah. And I mean, where does Max Domi sign? Do you do you sign him for six million dollars? Do you sign him for six and a half? Do you sign him for five and a half? And you get the same exact contract. You know, you don't know that going in, and that just creates an extra level of uncertainty. Yeah. If you did, that would make the decision between the two a whole lot easier. Oh, yeah, right. The part of the appeal with Duran is that you don't have to worry about
0: that. It's done. Yeah. so something interesting to watch there, even if I don't really believe in it too much. We can move away from Montreal now. Uh, Let's go with one a player we have not talked very much about coming out of Florida. The Avs get Vincent Trochek and a low-level prospect for a 2021st, a conditional 2021 third, Drew Hellison, Sampo Ranta, and Nikita Zadorov. The condition on the third round pick is it becomes a second if the ABS make the Cup Finals. Cool. I will start with the condition
1: that works for me.
0: Yeah, I AJ and I have talked about this a lot. If you make the Cup Finals, you can pretty much conditions are all right. If you win the Cup, who even cares? You give away your whole team if you win the <laughs> Cup, like. <Okay. laughs>
1: You let the you let the uh, you let the opposing GM carve his name on the cup with you. Like, what, right. is, what does it
0: matter? <laughs> exactly. You won the cup. Mission accomplished. At that point, um, you beat the final boss. Like it's you're you're set. It's fine, right? You're, so you're good good with the condition for sure. On the whole, this feels a little bit expensive to me.
1: <clears throat> the, I I. I would agree with you if I felt confident that I knew which Vincent Trocek I was getting.
0: Right. Like, if the 70 point Vincent Trocek shows up, then it's not expensive at all. But he's done that once in his career. So, it, it's kind of a Max Domi ish situation with that, where the- he. The thing that I'm more concerned
1: about is just that it, the 70 points, that's great. But even him getting back to the 50 points, the, the a regular 2030 guy, because that yeah. he had that gruesome ankle injury. Yeah. And since then had just, he just hasn't been the same man. He just hasn't been. And that's, you know, if you're getting, he's on such a good contract and at 26 years old, Four point seven five million for the next two years, like that's rock solid. That is just fine, even if he is like a forty five point guy. But if he's a forty five point guy, then the cost in the trade is more. You know, you're you're giving up a lot there. You're giving up a a first, a third, uh, uh, your I guess your third best defensive prospect in Hellison. One of your better forward prospects outside of your first round kids in Ranta, and then you're giving up an NHL defenseman.
0: That I mean, the door off like it's a lot of stuff. As a comparison, essentially for one extra year on a contract deal, if you call him a forty point, forty five point guy, and look at that as the low end of Max Domi, what we just said this seems like a fair futures deal for Domi is Ranta, Jost, a first, a, and a third. This is. That plus Nikita Zadorov essentially. Well, that's Zadorov replaces Jost plus yeah. Drew Hellison, really. So it's a, an yeah. entire additional prospect for what you're categorizing as likely a similar production for the player.
1: Right, but again, this one is signed, and at 4.75 million for the next two years is signed cheaply, whereas I doubt Max Domi is getting that. He likely um, is not, no. <laughs> so you're, you're again, you're paying for some, you're paying for the certainty of,
0: so you pay a little extra in price to pay him a little less in money. The other side of that coin, though, is at the end of that next year, Trochek will be a UFA, whereas yeah. Domi is controlled for the next three years. And Zadorov is a better
1: NHL player today than Jost is. Yep. And so this is a little expensive. The... Trochek and low level prospect, if you just cut off that low level prospect, and I think maybe if you send a second round pick back or a third round pick back, yeah, uh, or you cut off the conditional pick entirely, yeah, it starts to look more reasonable then. Like, Hellison and Ranta are prospects that you can afford to part with. A first round pick is expensive, and Zadorov is expensive coming right off your defense. But kind of like with the Domi deal, first-round pick, good business. Zatorov, they need defense. He helps them right away. Uh, he'll go to Florida, where he lives in the offseason anyway. No big deal, right? Like, makes a lot of sense. That Those aspects of it make sense. Trocek in Colorado makes sense. Uh, Hellison and Ranta, they get another. they get a D prospect and a forward prospect, and they aren't the top tip-top guys for Colorado. That works for me. But I would say Trocheck and I would like uh, I would like Trocheck and probably a pick
0: uh, yeah. coming it, back. It, all the pieces make sense. It's just all Maybe it's a touch too much. Yeah. Or instead of low level prospect or or a pick, then
1: take a chance on um, a guy like Borgstrom being able to figure it out coming
0: back to Colorado. Sure, someone who you can at least give an NHL shot type of thing.
1: Yeah, like somebody that could go play for the Eagles, and if it goes well, then great, you promote him and see what happens. Uh, and if it doesn't, then that's okay. He wasn't the main piece anyway. But you're you're at least giving yourself an upside roll of the dice uh, to get something back, and not you know just accepting
0: like if you're not getting Cliff Pooh in return. I demand Sarah Noel. <laughs> But that would be way too expensive. Uh, anyway, I mean, if we're doing that, I, I would demand Owen Tippett, and we're just done. Well, yeah, I love
1: Tippett too, but
0: that, that's outrageous. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, well, and like Tippett is the guy that's going to replace one of these, some of these forwards, one of these forwards when they all leave in this top six, right? Right. <laughs> they've got too many good top six forwards in in Florida, so they've got to start to try and balance that money. And doing it with Zadorov makes perfect sense. It
0: it does. So, a, a sensible idea. Value might need a touch of adjustment here or there, but in the ballpark, for sure, if you believe in Troshek. A lot of these deals in my head are just coming down to, uh, just get Domi instead, but <laughs> that probably won't happen either, knowing you, gotta, knowing... you gotta find a willing party, you know? Yeah, exactly. So So, who knows what the ABS will get? We have some more trades coming your way here in a minute. But first, maybe the ABS should trade for the player with the best teeth as they continue working on their squad of male models. If they need help with that, I'm sure Green Mountain Dental Group can hook them up. And they're also hooking you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just head on in and they will hook you up with that. They're local, just 15 minutes outside of Denver, and they've been a long time partner with us here at DNVR. Just go ahead and schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam, and you get the free electric toothbrush with it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Ruto and AJ talking about the trades sent in by our <laughs> listeners. Thank you very much for everyone who sent in a trade. We're going to move to the arch enemy on this one. Pulling something out of Detroit. Detroit gives Colorado Anthony Mantha. Colorado trades Tyson Jost, Martin Cout, Eustace Annen, a 2021st and a 2021 20, second. That's a lot. Some sticker shock there. That's <laughs> that's a lot. You're talking about Cout, who at this point is the Avs' most NHL-ready prospect. As he talk- is
1: in the NHL currently, yes.
0: Correct. So then you're talking about Ananin, the Avs' best goalie prospect. And then yep. you have Joost as well as, as the NHLer that he is. And then the first and a second, not a third, not even a conditional third, but a hard second.
1: So there's some. This is expensive. It is. Um, but when you break it down into reality, Anthony Mantho, what are you getting? Baby Miko. You are you are getting a guy with two 20-goal seasons in the last two years. Um, Probably would have had 20 goals this year had there not been uh, injuries in the way, which is a concern. Very real concern for someone his size. Right. You've got to be concerned about the injury problems he has had in his career. Yep. But has also seemed to have turned the corner the last couple of years And would be playing with easily the most talented players he's played with in the NHL. But at 6'5 and 240 is a monster of a man. And is a shooter. Is a goal scorer. Scored, I mean, going
0: back to his Q days, that's what he did. He scored goals. It's it's kind of funny. Like. If you go out and get someone like Anthony Mantha to be the goal scorer that is that behemoth on that side, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden everyone stops telling Miko he's got to shoot more, right? (laughs) Right, right. So it, it, it would be an interesting dynamic in that regard of you roll Miko out as this distributor from the right side that is a monster of a human being. And then you follow that up with Mantha, and it's like, oh, God, how do you deal with that? Right. And then
1: in your top six, and at 25 years old right now, he'll turn 26 in September. Yep. Uh, and, with, and, and is an RFA. You're talking about giving him a very real contract extension. Yep. Um, similar to the one that they're going to have to give to Andre Burakovsky, to be honest. I would say almost identical probably. Uh, That would be fine. Give them both four years at five and a half million and just be like, there you go. Cool. Let's go win some cups. Right. And then, and, and then that's what you do. Like we were just talking about this before we started this, this period, but then you're done. Right. Like you're, you're just finished for the next few years. And because you kept Alex Newhook, you kind of have your built in Nazem Kadri replacement in two years. Yep,
0: you can replace Kadri. You work in pieces in your bottom six as needed, but that core yeah. of your team is pretty much set. Like then you're
1: you're talking about all in their twenties, except Kadri. But you're talking about a McKinnon, Landeskog, Brantinen, Burakovsky, Kadri, Mantha top six for the next couple of years, with the only projected change for those few years. Being Kadri out, new hook in. Exactly. And, and then, that might mean, I mean, that doesn't mean Kadri's just gone. That might just mean Kadri's the third line center then. You know? Right,
0: if he right. gets into his 30s and, like, he just wants to come with that guy already like and he just wants to stick around or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. It, like, that doesn't just because Kadri's contract will end eventually doesn't mean he will leave necessarily. So, um, you know, you're. You're just done then. At that point, with your top six, you're not. You're not going out every year and trying to shore it up, trying to figure it out. You're just finished with it. And, and you, what do you give up? You give up Tyson Jost and maybe Jost. Who knows? Maybe Jost never improves, and this is who he is. Maybe he goes on to break out, but as is, is only so valuable to the current Aves. You give up Martin Kout, who even most optimistic of of believers in Martin Cout are believing that he is more of a middle six guy. Right. Andonin, that's going to hurt. Yeah, but at the same time, you don't know with goalies. Way more goalies have looked good in European leagues and failed in the NHL than not. You just at this point you just don't know. You can feel as good as you want about Andonin, but there isn't anybody on earth that knows for sure. With any kind of confidence. It could be that irrational belief, totally. But there isn't anybody on earth that knows one hundred percent Eustace Aninen is going to be a quality NHL goaltender. We just don't know. And then a first and a second round pick, I mean, you don't know what those are. Those those are going to hurt. And that's going to hurt your system's depth. But yep. you're also done at that point. Like you're finished at with the with this top six
0: nonsense. I think maybe kind of the same way the third that the abs got back in the Domi, he'd deal. If Detroit throws in a third here, it would feel a little better at least. Um, on on the actual player side, look, you can replace Tyson Joseph in the immediate with Vlad Kamenev, uh, assuming a healthy lineup. So count wouldn't be in a healthy lineup really. And then down the line, you have Shane Bowers coming. Mm -hmm. That's manageable to me. I, I, I do worry a little bit about the pool. Like you said, when you're giving away a first and a second there, things can get pretty slim pretty quickly, but that's where you're banking on a Ranta to, to work out a Kovalenko to come over things like that. Right, And that's, that's where you're
1: saying, look, we are deeper than normal. We do have a Shane Bowers. We do have a Kovalenko. We do have a sample ranta that we feel like going to be NHL players. Yep.
0: So, maybe a touch on the expensive side for me but definitely and and mantha definitely
1: expensive i would want to pick
0: coming back right exactly but or mantha or maybe cut off the second rounder entirely sure that same kind of thing there right uh, Yeah, third coming back or just no second is kind of right equivalent um and mantha i do expect detroit would want a lot from that's a, that's a player they could Look to build around over the next couple of years, right? So.
1: And like that's a team that, and and the only reason that I have honed in on Mantha and said Detroit should be looking to deal him is because I'm saying, hey, in two years from now, you guys are going to be competitive again. What's that guy going to look like for you? Right. The same, the, and largely the same reason that Athanasius is a guy that people talk about. Like he's 25. You know that he's not. He can't be your best player. He can't be one of your leading men. You know that you've learned Just
0: pushing them down the lineup,
1: <laughs> right? And like at 25 years old, you know, like you, you know, that it's going to be a couple of years until the Red Wings are really back and pushing for competitiveness. You know, how much, how much does Tyson, Jost and Martin count and used to and, and two draft picks help achieve that goal? Right, which one? Which one helps them achieve the goal of being more competitive
0: three years from now? Amantha or all those guys, or multiple roster players and futures? It's right, pretty it's, easy choice on Detroit side. Yeah,
1: it's kind of it's kind of like what the Buffalo. Uh, it's kind of like the Sabers, Avs, O'Reilly deal. In yep. that, which one helped Colorado more? Was it O'Reilly or O'Reilly on his own? Or was it? And of course, there are other there's the other dynamic of O'Reilly at a massive number that he would have asked for the abs because he wasn't signing the same deal in Colorado that he signed at Buffalo. But today, which one? Which what's more valuable? Like, yeah, they've they've had to pay the price to go out and get a second line center to replace what O'Reilly could give them. But now you're talking about Zadorov and Confer making up valuable depth pieces. Yep. You know, if Jostin and Kout are making up valuable depth pieces and they win lotteries and they do whatever and they're able to figure out their top six sans Anthony Mantha and and Jost and Cowd and Ananen all become part of their future, you know, then they're looking at that as, hey, that was a pretty good move. But they're right. rolling the dice there.
0: They are. They are a little bit, but
1: that's kind of what you do with future trades. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's. And for Detroit, more than since we're about to get into Toronto, Detroit, more than anybody else out there, should be saying future deals are great for fire us. sale mode. We yeah. understand that future. Look at the way that Ottawa has completely revamped their organization. And you can go through every single deal and you can say that's not enough value individually. But when you put it all together for the Sens. And you look at the way you look at their current roster and you say, okay, they've got a couple of building blocks. They've got Thomas Shabbat and they've got Brady Kachuk. And then they've got some young guys that maybe they keep around for a while. You know, maybe they don't, they've got guys like Josh Norris and Drake Batherson guys to be legitimately excited about. Right. Definitely. Especially Josh Norris. Holy smokes. Does that look like a really good pickup for them? (laughs) But then then you also look, you look at what they've done, man. They've given them, they've they've done a great job of collecting picks. They've got two firsts this year, which are going to both be in the top 10 because whoops, San Jose. They have three second round picks already this year and next. And they've got two third round picks this year as well. Like you go and give yourself a chance to rebuild your organization in a hurry, and in a big, scary, mean way. And right now, Detroit's not doing anything. They claimed Cody Goluboff off waivers today. They sure did. Detroit's not doing anything. And that's where a a deal of Mantha, like Mantha in a vacuum, a very good player, you could easily make the argument, well, they need that guy. Well, what do they need him for? So they can get 65 points? Next season, instead of the 45 points they're going to get this year, like, come on, get out of here. Go and get that depth, flip them for pieces, do what you got to do. Give Anthony Manta to Colorado. That's what I'm saying.
0: There you go. Make it happen. Manta, come to Colorado. AJ kind of gave it away, but I know what our listeners were thinking. They're thinking, what about the Leafs? How does this impact the the Toronto Maple Leafs? Exactly. So... We got a couple of traits involving Colorado and them. The first is a one-for-one one. Kasperi in for Connor Timmons.
1: This one is super interesting to me.
0: I I initially
1: looked at it and was like, eh. Yeah, my first thought is Colorado's got to add. <laughs> right. That's exactly what my first thought is, too. For a 23-year-old signed at $3.2 million for the next two years, and he's like a... Solid, like forty-ish point guy. Yep, he had forty-four last year. He's got thirty-three this year. Should easily should. I won't say easily. You never know when a guy's going to slump hard, but should hit the forty-point plateau two years in a row. And like a solid, a solid depth forward. Perfect. It's a great fit for Colorado. He's fast. He's really fast. He's got some effort issues, but is really fast. And doesn't play a lot of power play time to get to those forty points, so that's nice. Captain, um, like, just a solid fit. You know, this is not Anthony Mantha. You're done territory. Your top six is set, but like, this is another really solid guy that you can drop in there and could be effective for you. And maybe, given an increased role in Colorado, maybe he does
0: improve that, you know, it goes from a 44-point player to a 55-point player. And on the flip side, Toronto desperately needs cost-controlled defensemen that they can play in their lineup, and exactly. Connor Timmins would be exactly that. <laughs>
1: exactly. They're going to lose Tyson Berry. Uh, didn't they have an extension for Jake Muzzin in place? It sounded like they did, and then it was never made official,
0: but I think okay. it's still
1: in place. All right, so I'm, I'm assuming that he'll be there, and then... They've got Rasmus Sandin, they've got Travis Derma, and they've got Timothy Liljegren. That they're all just trying to work into their lineup. Connor Timmins just fits perfectly. Yep, just pretty makes, easy. Makes for them. perfect sense. And do the Avs get off a little bit light in the deal? Sure.
0: Right, and if it's I'm a, fine with that, <laughs> if it's a fourth round pick that you throw in to get it done, fine, whatever, right? Right, like maybe you give them their third back that they got
1: from Toronto in the Barry deal in the first place. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like it's not it's not too far away from balancing it out just given their their financial constraints and honestly just that they suck defensively. They need help and Connor Timmins at least gives them a chance. And it doesn't, and and they they
0: do it at the expense of like their ninth or tenth best forward, right? It doesn't kill Toronto. Certainly doesn't kill the Avs either. And then everyone can can breathe a little bit as as maybe the Avs don't have to completely rejigger their defensive core in the off season.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely, man. Like you're, it's just a, it's just an easy just cut and paste for both teams. Like it's it just makes, it just makes sense. It's, it's very easy. It's clean and it's understandable from both sides where maybe the value isn't as good for Toronto, but so what?
0: Well, if Toronto wants more value, they can trade Willie Nylander to Colorado. And in this particular trade, the abs are giving back Connor Timmins, Tyson Jost, Sampo Ranta and a 2021st for Nylander. This is one where I would probably just replace Ranta with Hellison.
1: Sure, just because they want defense. Yeah, just to give them more kicks at that can.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: Nylander is really, really, really good at seven million dollars. Basically, right. it's basically seven million dollars um, signed for the next five years. He's rock solid. Like you're not. Um, last year was the obvious anomaly, given everything that happened, and it just never got going for him. This year, he's on his way to a career here. He's been very, very good. Uh, that prob- I mean, that wouldn't be enough, honestly, but I liked the idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is where you talk about throwing in that second that was in the Mantha deal or something like that.
1: Yeah, and to be honest with you, like they just don't need Tyson Jost. They really don't want like, anything. That's just another body on their roster, basically. Yeah, the appeal of Jost in other trades is that he'll go to a bad team that can give him a bigger role. That won't happen in Toronto. So, uh, Jost, honestly, they would be better served <laughs> with another defenseman Uh, instead. You know, if that... If-
0: yeah, I mean... Zadorov's not going to work because he's just too expensive for them. Right, and that's where I'm thinking maybe that's where that's Graves and stuff. Right, that's where I was headed as well, yeah. So, something like that would probably make more sense, and at that point, the Avs are really starting to deplete that defensive pool if you're giving up Timmins and Graves. At the same time... You know, you you get by with Callie Rosen until Byram's ready, and and it is what it is. But yeah, I I don't know. That's a lot of eggs to put in one basket. Yeah, I and mean, then again, uh, but I like do, you said, you know, with Nylander, with the Avs don't ever think about their top six again. So
1: right, they're done. Like you're, you've improved more at forward than you've lost on defense.
0: Yeah, definitely, in the immediate and short-term future. Yeah,
1: and then, you know, and then and then in the playoffs, Bowen Byram shows up, takes that job anyway, and it's no problem. That's the idea. Boom! <laughs> I just solved everything that needed to be solved in the world.
0: There you go. Trade for Willie Nylander and and all the world's problems are solved. And, I mean, come on. On a team full of male models, he fits. He does fit the the male model. He's got that uh that Euro swagger on him a little bit, so. And he's not a goofy dresser like Austin
1: Matthews where you're just like, "What's happening here?"
0: <laughs> I I'm not a fashionista, so that's I'm definitely. Not, I'm not either. I just don't get it. It it does feel like Matthews actively tries to dress a little out there, for sure. Yeah. I always wonder
1: about guys like that. Are you doing this on purpose? Or is this just like, do you just have weird taste? Because I know I like me. Like if, if I was allowed to dress myself and I was allowed to choose my own clothes. Comfort is number one. (laughs) It would be, it would be such a mess. I would be such a mess in public. (laughs) People would be like, what is happening right now? Because I just have really bad taste and stuff.
0: I mean, I'm not saying I have good taste, but i would it would just look like I got dressed in the most comfortable thing I could find, basically nice, so anyway, thank you, everyone once again for submitting your trades. Really appreciate all of the interaction. I know we didn't get to everyone's, but that's the way she goes sometimes. The shows <laughs> can only be so long. I had like thirty six of these
1: things in the last seventy two hours come in. And I was like, my gosh, yep. So I spent most of this morning sifting through them, (laughs) trying to find them. And like, there were there were a bunch that where it was kind of like the the same idea, um, like as ones we talked about. And then there were a few like there was like a Jack Eichel one for like Colorado's entire farm system, and it was like, yeah, it was like, geez, this is. Oh,
0: this is so big. My brain can't even like wrap around it. You can also go the complete opposite direction. We had one for uh, the Ginla trade, but for Joe Thornton. Right, Right. There were a couple, there were a couple that
1: were like, Hey, like here's something really small. Like, I think one of them was a Joel Armia trade and. Like, I really liked that because I was like, oh, this is, this is like, that's getting into like hockey nerddom, right? The
0: really nitty gritty stuff. You're right.
1: Yeah. Like, like where you're like, oh, yeah. we're, we're like bottom six min maxing now. <laughs> but I just don't, I just don't think that's what Colorado's going to do with the deadline. So I'm, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, either way, if you're, Trade didn't get listed. Keep up the good work because we will certainly be doing this type of thing again in the off season. I'm sure we'll have the whole be a GM who you draft and what oh. do you trade and how do you build the avs. That I tell was a you, blast. It's going to be a lot harder this year if they trade that
1: first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <they're> gonna <laughs> go from, we did it last year with two firsts and tons of cap space and lots of needs to doing nothing this year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well we'll just have to wait and see over the weekend and monday what they end up doing if they hold on to that first or not you know dnvr has you covered and whoever moves to colorado you can be sure that they will be under a different tax structure so symbio tax is here to help get the most out of your 2019 tax return was- symbio Francois, yeah, that's true. That's true. He's got a new fresh new two million dollar contract to get ready for. Yeah. I guess that'd be the twenty twenty tax return. He
1: goes. He goes from being in the top one percent to the top like point two percent or something. Yeah, like I, I actually, I have no idea. Maybe it's just like point eight percent. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. For the rich people is just a
0: concept I can't wrap my head around mm-hmm. either. There's a reason you go to Symbiotex and not DNVR to get your taxes done. <laughs> uh, uh, George is a, is a great DNVR subscriber. He always rolls out to our watch parties, which, by the way, come to our one on Saturday. Uh, and yeah, if you don't know how to manage your taxes or you just need a little bit of help with taxes, rental properties, small businesses, investments, George has you covered. You can give him a call for a free consultation at 720-366-4470 or go online at symbiotax.com. S-Y-M-B-I-O-T-A-X dot Once again, thank you for listening. As we've said, if the Avs do something over the weekend, we will be sure to have an emergency pod out talking about it. Otherwise, you will hear from us on Monday. We're Avalanche We're Avalanche. with, Avalanche. Avalanche. with.